0: Hello, hello, welcome to 30 and a Bit. My name is Pete and each episode I try to solve one of the questions you run into after hitting the big 3-0 together with an expert. Today's question is, how can I improve my gut health? Today's amazing guest is Dr. Heather Finley. Heather is founder and CEO of the Gut Together program, which she founded after struggling with her own gut issues for nearly 20 years. Heather has a doctorate in clinical nutrition, has a one-year-old son and a five-year-old daughter, is 33 years old and lives in Dallas-Fort Worth in Texas. Welcome, Heather. Thanks for having me. I'm glad to be here. I'm so happy you're here. I have been fascinated with the subject about gut health cannot wait to jump in but my very first question always is how are your 30s going so far
1: man my 30s are so much better than my 20s i feel like your 30s you like finally figure out at least for me i finally figured out who i was i was feeling a lot more confident in who i was and you know 20s you're just kind of floundering for at least uh, at least for me the first like bit of your 20s, you're kind of floundering trying to figure out what you want, you know, changing jobs, changing careers. And in your 30s, you just feel a bit more settled. So I like that.
0: Nice. That's great to hear. Let's jump into the guts. I would love for you to explain what the gut is, because I, I feel like even that's a bit of a question that not a lot of people know the answer to.
1: Mm hmm. Well, that answer could go a million different ways, but your gut is your digestive system. So from your mouth all the way to the end point, that is your, that's what I consider really to be your gut, where you digest and absorb your food. Digestion has many different steps along the way. And, you know, really digestion starts before food ever even enters your mouth. But then the other side of the gut is the population of microbes that live inside of you as well so you have trillions of bacteria that live in and on your body and they help with so many things like your you know actual gut symptoms your skin your mood your sleep um, your focus your concentration your hormones and so we have this whole population of bacteria that we are starting to learn tons of about we didn't know tons about these bacteria even you know a decade ago and so we're now learning how much these bacteria affect not only your
0: gut but also other systems in your body as well interesting okay so in this case and for the sake of this conversation we're going to talk about the whole way from your mouth to when it comes out like food comes in and food comes out that's the whole way we're going to talk about okay Okay. Sounds good. Um, what kind of symptoms would you have when you have problems with your gut?
1: So you could have standard GI symptoms like bloating, constipation, diarrhea, acid reflux, um, you know, anything that you standardly think of as a gut issue, but you can also have skin issues, hormone issues, brain fog, anxiety, fatigue, trouble with sleep, all of that really stems from your gut and can be considered a, you know, quote unquote gut issue um, because really every system in the body is connected to the gut.
0: Wow. So even like, I understand getting physical symptoms from an unhealthy gut, but it even makes it as far as your brain with brain fog, anxiety, and like mental issues.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So because of the gut brain connection, your gut and your brain are connected via something called the vagus nerve, and this is a bi-directional pathway that connects these two systems. And so the easiest analogy I can give is, you know, remember a time when you were really anxious about something and you found yourself running to the bathroom or you had butterflies in your stomach or you had a nervous stomach. That is the perfect example of the gut-brain connection at work. And that's happening all day long. Your microbes in your gut are sending messages up to your brain and what's going on in your brain is sending messages to your gut about what's going on. And so these two systems are talking to each other all the time.
0: Oh, that's funny. That's such a good example, yeah, of like when you're nervous, you have to go to the bathroom a million times. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's also definitely the case with me. Um, What can cause an unhealthy gut?
1: So many different things. So we see gut symptoms in individuals who are chronically stressed. Um, You know, we see individuals that don't sleep enough have GI issues, dehydration, blood sugar imbalances, um, too restrictive of a diet. So people that have been restricting large amounts of food groups for a long period of time, yo-yo dieting, disordered eating um, can definitely be huge triggers for GI issues, um, mismanaged anxiety can definitely contribute to GI issues from what I just described earlier, um, medications like antibiotics, proton pump inhibitors, even um, probably not a topic we want to get into today, but even hormonal birth control can disrupt the gut microbiome. So, um, and endocrine receptors that we are exposed to you know, all day long um, in our society. So, Really so many different things, but the good news is so many things can improve your gut health as well. So it doesn't have to be so doom and gloom about, you know, trying to (laughs) avoid all these things either.
0: So you're saying GI that is gut ingestive. When I say GI, um, yeah, gastrointestinal. I am so curious. We definitely want to get into, uh, what can actually help and what are some hacks to get to a healthier gut. But how can someone's day-to-day be affected with an unhealthy gut?
1: So it could look really straightforward, like, you know, having diarrhea that prevents you from leaving the house, or it could look like not being able to go to the bathroom, and so feeling really bloated and having to change clothes by the end of the day. We certainly have clients that have kind of like their morning attire and then their evening attire because they're so bloated by the end of the day. Um, but it also could look like any average normal person just living their day to day and they're not completely disturbed by their gut, but maybe they have a little bit of brain fog, a little bit of bloating, occasional cramping, sometimes they can't go to the bathroom or maybe they travel and can't go to the bathroom. So it doesn't have to be so extreme like I can't leave my house because of diarrhea or like I'm so constipated that it's painful and of course those certainly are cases but you know a lot of people are walking around with gut issues and just kind of play them off as if they're normal or they've been even told by their doctor that they're normal like oh you don't need to go to the bathroom every day or you know it's normal to get bloated after you eat but they don't really realize the extent of the bloating and so yeah it can look like so many different things.
0: Should you go to the bathroom every day?
1: Yes, you should. You eat every day, or you should poop every single day. Um, Regardless of what your doctor tells you, you should go to the bathroom every single day. That's one of the main ways that your body detoxes both hormones and just detoxes your body in general. So the best way to detox your body is to go to the bathroom every single day.
0: And how many times is healthy? Just once or more?
1: Really any anywhere between one and three times is considered, you know, healthy. One is not better than three, three is not better than one. The goal is that you want to be able to empty your bowels every day. So this sounds maybe a little bit weird to talk about on a podcast, but everybody poops, so we're just gonna go there, but I like it. Go there. <laughs> you should go to the bathroom and you should feel relieved afterwards. And if you don't, then that means you didn't get everything out. And so you should feel complete.
0: Um, after you have a bowel movement and I'm guessing it should be a good stool as well. Cause that indicates that you're healthy.
1: Yes. Soft, easy to pass. Um, if you're looking at a Bristol stool scale, if you don't know what that is, you can Google it. If you're listening to this and you're like, what is she talking about? Um, a Bristol stool scale, just Google that. And we want a type four. So a soft, easy to pass brown stool is what we're looking for.
0: Love that we cleared that up. Um, Can you explain us what a leaky gut is? Mm
1: -hmm. So, leaky gut has become a really popular term, especially on Google and Instagram and TikTok and all of those places. Yeah. Leaky gut isn't actually a medical diagnosis. The technical medical term for leaky gut is intestinal permeability. And essentially, what that means is that there is a barrier in your gut that prevents any outside materials from coming in and triggering your immune system. And this barrier is one cell layer thick. And so it's really small. And it's very easy for that barrier to break apart. And when that happens, we have bacteria and fungus and, you know, even food proteins, whatever coming through that barrier. And your immune system is saying, Hey, I don't know who you are causing inflammation. And so Leaky gut is basically just a trendier term for intestinal permeability, which means your cell wall is leaky and there's stuff getting through that we don't want to get through causing an immune response. This can lead to food sensitivities. This can lead to skin issues. This can, of course, lead to GI-related issues or gut-related issues, um, mood issues, et cetera.
0: Wow, that's so much. We'll definitely also get into um, how to fix that. It might actually be the same answer, how to get to healthy gut and how to heal leaky gut. We'll see. How important is stress and what it does to your um, your system, like not just your brain? You mentioned that the brain and gut is in, in so in touch with each other. How does stress affect your gut?
1: So really simply put, when your body is stressed, It shuts down digestion because your body's really smart and it's not thinking about digesting the sandwich you just ate if it thinks that it's being chased by a tiger. And so, any stress is stress to the body. This could be you sitting in traffic. This could be you getting an angry email from a customer. This could be you not sleeping enough, a blood sugar imbalance, a hormone imbalance, whatever it might be. Stress is stress to the body. And when your body interprets stress, it says, move all blood flow away from the gut. We don't have time for that. Put blood in the muscles so we can prepare to run, you know, decrease stomach acid, decrease gut motility, decrease enzyme production. Let's get out of here. And so chronic stress we see leads to chronic GI issues. Chronic stress can also lead to leaky gut, like we were just talking about, that can disrupt the gut barrier. And really, chronic stress is honestly the top cause of GI issues that we see. But it's not always the stress that people think about. They think, "Oh, well, forget it. I'm never going to find relief from my gut issues because I can't quit my job." You know, or I, I live in a really mm-hmm. stressful situation. I guess I'm just going to feel like this forever. And that's not true. Um, there's other sources of stress that we can remove, and we can help reduce stress maybe around mealtime instead of watching TV and you know answering emails you can eat at a table and take some deep breaths and try to relax before you eat to help reduce stress but trying to keep your blood sugar stable that's a great way to reduce stress on your body getting enough sleep staying hydrated making sure you're eating enough in general is another great way to reduce stress on your body and so even if you have a really stressful job and you have gut issues and you're thinking well forget it there's actually lots of things that you can do to
0: cut down the stress on your body that you can control. Interesting. I just keep running into things with these podcasts where it's just stressed again, literally how bad stress is for you. It's Mm -hmm. crazy.
1: No one's immune. So it's a, it takes a very conscious effort of, reducing stress every day, even if it's five minutes, you know, trying to get your nervous system to relax and manage stress better is going to
0: improve your health so much more than so many other things. Period pains and gut issues are very closely linked. Can you explain to us why this is? Did you say period pains? Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm to make sure. Um, yes.
1: So there's a couple reasons why. One of the more common reasons why is that Towards the end of your cycle, so after ovulation, your progesterone increases. Progesterone is a hormone that can cause slower gut motility, and it can cause just delayed emptying um, and constipation. So a lot of times people have that constipation in like the second half of their cycle, and then their period starts, and all of a sudden they have what a lot of people call the period poops, where all of a sudden they have a looser stool and that has to do with prostaglandins and several different hormones, but um, progesterone rising naturally can slower gut motility and increase constipation, and so that's part of it. Um, Sometimes you can have period pain as a result of gut issues from imbalances in your gut bacteria. Um, You know, From actually being constipated, that can cause hormone issues, so one of the major ways that your body clears hormones, especially estrogen, is through your stool. So if you're really constipated and you're not clearing estrogen every day, this can lead to imbalances in your hormones, which can cause more painful periods, more cycle, more painful cycles, etc. So oftentimes they think, okay, we, I need to work on balancing my hormones to fix this. But really the first step is fixing your gut and that will also help fix your hormones.
0: Interesting. So it's almost like a cycle, literally, every month. It's the same story again and again.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, if you can improve Mm. your gut health, if you can get your bowels moving, you can improve hormone detoxification and, you know, get your body back into sync, then you can clear those hormones very easily. You may have tiny bits and uh, signals of constipation but nothing super severe and you know have really easy painless periods which is what everybody wants
0: yes that's a dream let's move towards solutions a lot of people think that gut gut issues are mostly related to the food they eat and they go on eliminating diets but you said on your socials that it's only a very small piece of the puzzle what should people look at as well
1: So stress, of course, but we already talked about that. So managing stress, like I said, even if it's five minutes a day, that can make a huge difference. Um, Sleep. So making sure that you're getting seven to eight hours of quality sleep. Your gut has a circadian rhythm just like your body. And so your gut wants to not be working when it's dark outside and it wants to be working when it's light outside. And so going to bed. Before 10 p.m. or around 10 p.m. is great. You're going to get much higher quality of sleep when you go to bed earlier. Um, You know, going to bed with the sun and waking up with the sun, which at certain points of the year is easier said than done, of course. But trying to kind of follow that circadian rhythm, getting that morning sunlight in your eyes to help regulate that circadian rhythm as well is going to be helpful. Even five, 10 minutes just out in the direct sun in the morning can be really beneficial. Another piece is minerals. Um, Most people these days filter their water and they forget to add minerals back into the water. They're filtering out everything from their water and you need minerals. Um, You don't make minerals in your body. You have to get them from the food you drink, the water or the food you eat, the water that you drink. And if you're filtering everything out and also maybe you have a history of chronic dieting or under eating you likely could be very mineral depleted and we need minerals to make enzymes to help us digest our food we need minerals to make hormones we need minerals to make stomach acid minerals kind of run the show when it comes to hormone health and gut health as well so making sure that you're eating a mineral rich diet you're adding in minerals when necessary that can be a really quick easy easy hack and then the last thing i would say is getting variety in your diet. Like you said, I talk a lot about why elimination diets don't help the gut. Um, there's really fancy things that you can do to look at you know, what's going on in your gut through stool testing and looking at bacterial balance and digestion and all that. But really from like a foundational level, um, going back to what I was talking about right at the beginning of this episode, you have microbes in your gut that need fuel. They need fuel to survive and that fuel is from the fiber in the food that we eat. And so the wider variety of fiber and prebiotics you can eat in your diet, the wider variety of bacteria you're going to have. And we know that the number one predictor of a healthy gut is the variety of bacteria that you have. So feeding those bacteria the fiber that they like is good and they're picky eaters. They don't want the same thing all the time. So trying to have variety in the foods that you eat, um, even if it's just making small shifts every single day. Um, and then if you still have really chronic GI issues, of course, getting to the actual root cause which is not the food. Maybe it's poor digestion, maybe it's stomach acid issues, maybe it's bacterial imbalances, bile flow issues, and you know obviously working with someone to help you figure that out. but you know cover
0: cover the basics as well. Wow! Yeah, there's so much going on. There's so many things that could really add to an unhealthy gut. You mentioned minerals earlier. Are there also supplements we can take?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, like trace mineral drops are great. There's so many different mineral powders. I know you're in Australia, but at least here in the U.S., I mean, there's Element is a really popular one. Redmond Relight, um, Ultima, and they all have different ratios of minerals. And everybody's, of course, going to need different things so you know figure out what you personally need but there's lots of mineral powders that you can add to water we even actually in our program custom blend mineral powders for our clients based on their test results which is pretty cool so they need in one scoop and they add it in and it makes it super easy
0: that's pretty amazing i started my day with athletic greens is mm-hmm. that any good for my gut um yeah Athletic greens has, I think, some
1: enzymes in it. It has some probiotics. It has greens, obviously. In my opinion, it's better to eat your greens, but like on the go, travel, et cetera, that can be a great thing to add, you know, to just add in some of those vitamins and minerals that you might not be getting if you're out of your routine or, you know, traveling or whatever it might be.
0: What is the secret key to a healthy gut without eliminating things in our diet? Is there particular foods that we should completely avoid or like you say minerals and fiber, which are two amazing things to add, but like, is there anything we should absolutely not eat or should eat heaps more of? Like, how do we make sure that our daily meals are optimized for a healthy gut?
1: Mm -hmm. So I always like to focus on like, what can we add to nourish your gut? Um, versus like giving a list of like, never eat these foods, because I'll explain the reason. Think about when you were a kid, you know, maybe on Halloween, and let's say you went trick or treating, and your mom said, you can only have this one piece of candy, and then I'm throwing the rest away, right? What did you want after that? All you wanted was the candy, right? We're human. We want what we can't have. So the second we tell ourselves, never eat this food, then all, that's all we want. That's all we can think about. So When we approach it from a mindset of what can I add, then we're already doing so much good for our gut because we're adding in all these nourishing foods to help it flourish. So definitely plant variety is huge. I typically recommend people eat 30 different plants a week. And that sounds really overwhelming, but I promise that it's not. I'll give you an example. So let's say that you're making pasta sauce. Um, You have tomatoes. Maybe you add some onions garlic, some zucchini, maybe some carrots, some mushrooms, you've already got six plants right there in one meal. So if you think about what you can add to your food to enhance it, plants would be considered fruits, vegetables, beans, nuts, seeds, legumes, those all count as plants. So you have a lot of options of things that you can add in. So that's one kind of goal to have is 30 different plants a week. Um, I typically also encourage our clients to try to get 20 to 30 grams of protein at each meal. That's going to help your digestive function a lot. It's going to help your hormones. It's going to help your blood sugar balance. And so add a meal, if you can think, okay, if I can have plant variety and if I can have 20 or 30 grams of protein, you know, add some fat, add some, um, carbohydrate, you've got a
0: really, really good balance there. And with those 20 to 30 grams, I'm vegetarian myself and I really struggle getting to that point with a lot of meals. Protein shakes, are you pro or against? Yeah, I think they can be really helpful.
1: Um, Obviously, you don't want your entire diet to be protein shakes, which it sounds like it's not, um, but they can be great as like to fill in the gaps supplementally. Um, The one thing to look out for on protein shakes is you know, just making sure that they don't have sugar alcohols. If you struggle with GI issues, sugar alcohols, I guess that would be the one thing that I would say, don't eat this. If you have gut issues, sugar alcohols are added to a lot of diet products to make them sweet, but without the sugar and they can cause tons of gas, tons of bloating, tons of GI issues. So you're just looking for on the label. Um, it would be listed under the carbohydrate section and, It usually ends in the OL. So erythritol, sorbitol, um, those are some common sugar alcohols that you'll see in like protein bars, protein shakes, more like diet products. And so as long as it doesn't have those, you should be good to go.
0: Okay. Um, cause I've been doing it more and more. I've been trying to pay a lot of attention to the amount of protein I take because I work out a lot as well, but I can tell that my skin is breaking out when it's whey protein. But so now I understand that that's just really something that's going wrong in my gut in the, in ge- the way that it's being digested flares up my skin because it's all connected.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there could be, we've had a lot of clients that have sensitivities to whey. I know I did in the past and it would cause tons of issues for me. And now it's something I can really easily tolerate. Yeah. It could be an issue, you know, going on with your digestion that's affecting your ability to tolerate the whey. And so when you fix that, then all of a sudden you can tolerate it again, which makes life a lot easier.
0: Wow. So, with all of the examples that you gave of how you can tell that your gut is unhealthy and needs fixing, it's almost any symptom you feel from brain fog to breakout in your skin to gassiness to not a regular stool like all of this anxiety, all of it can be brought back to an unhealthy gut, which is mind blowing to me. And then, tips on how to make it better is making sure you have enough minerals and fiber, you sleep enough, you, you make sure you have less stress and you eat 30 different plants a week and you make sure there's 20 to 30 grams of protein with each meal.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I mean, the last thing I would say to that also is staying hydrated, which goes along with the minerals piece, but, you know, making sure that you're getting 80 to a hundred ounces of, of water each day is really beneficial. Um, and making sure that everything just functions a lot better. We all need just add water, right? Like that's the saying, I feel like with anything, just add water, it makes it better.
0: (laughs) And um, adding hydrolite and things like that to it, that's also fine. Those are mineral based
1: products. So you're going to get some minerals from that, which is great.
0: Amazing. I learned so much about this. I had no idea that it was so related to everything else happening in your gut. It's Crazy. If you could give the listeners one takeaway from this episode, what would it be? That you can never go
1: wrong addressing your gut health, you know, and it doesn't have to be complicated. If you have really severe symptoms, of course, you can get into the weeds and really dig into what's going on and do all the fancy testing and protocols and all that, of course. Um, But you're never going to hurt your health by starting to improve your gut health. When you get your bowels moving consistently, when you're actually digesting and absorbing your food, when your nervous system is in a calm state and you're able to actually, quote unquote, rest and digest, everything else functions better. Your hormones, your mood, your skin, all the things feel a lot better when your gut is at ease as well.
0: Can you tell us some more about your program, the Gut Together program?
1: Yeah. So the Gut Together program is, um, or the Gut Together method is the method that I founded that has helped now actually over a thousand women find relief from their GI symptoms. We use a functional medicine approach, so we help you really get to the root cause, um, but without eliminating all the foods that you love, um, we're figuring out what's causing the bloating, what's causing the hormone issues, what's causing it, um, so that you can, you know, go out to dinner with your friends and and do all the things that you want. So within the umbrella of gut together, we have our one-on-one program. Um, we also have a membership and we have an app coming soon where you can actually track your GI symptoms and it will give you feedback based on the symptoms that you're having, which is pretty cool. So kind of something for everybody, depending on Where you're at in your journey, if you just want the personalized support and need someone to just do all the testing, give you the custom protocols, tell you what to do, that's our one-on-one program. The membership is our group community program where you get access to me and my team um, on our weekly group calls. You have modules and our private portal to ask questions, and it's a super fun um, community that we have. And then, of course, our app is. A bit more DIY, but like in your back pocket, always there helping you figure out your symptoms. So,
0: if people want to stay updated on the launch of the app or want to join any of the other programs, your website is the is guttogetherprogram.com and your Instagram is Dr. Heather Finley. And I'm sure you'll be announcing uh, when uh, the app is going live.
1: Yes. And in the meantime, if you are unsure of what's actually causing your GI issues and you want to take a quiz, I have a free quiz. It's just drheatherfinley.co backslash quiz. Uh, The quiz is called why am I bloated? And so you'll take a quiz. It's 10 questions It will tell you why you're bloated. And then there'll be a video after that walks you through what that cause means and how you can fix it and give you some tips.
0: Oh, cool. I think a lot of people will be doing that. That's such a good idea. Thank you so much for being here. I've learned so much. I, yeah, again, I just had no idea that so many things were linked to your gut. And I guess the whole trusting your gut saying really has some meaning. And I should be thinking a lot more about maybe my diet, the way that I feel. Just try to be much more mindful about what my body is actually doing and feeling and how it's behaving well, and
1: that's everybody, you know, we live in a super fast paced, every everybody's busy society. And so it's really hard to sit down and think, okay, how can I get some more plant variety this week? How can I Go to bed early? How can I, you know, do some of these things that are really going to be beneficial for me? So it's you and me and everybody else. We're all in this together, um, working on this, but it can be really just easy, simple shifts, going to bed 15 minutes earlier, buying one new food at the grocery store, you know, just starting really small and making it achievable for yourself.
0: And if people want to, um, get more tips from you, definitely go follow you on uh, Instagram at Dr. Heather Finley, because you share a lot of very valuable information. So that might be also a good sort of easy step to take towards gut healing. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona.